Fisher. We're talking real money. Hello and welcome to the show. How are you? I'm Don McDonald along with Tom Cock and this is Money Talking Time. Talking real money is the name of the show because it says exactly what we do. We talk about the real money issues that all of us run into from time to time, particularly the really confusing world of investing and planning for that ultimate adventure. That's pretty polite. Retirement. Adventures in trying to live without an income or without a paycheck. The way you put it is that it's even scarier than it actually is. So that's kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So uh, if you want a little help with that kind of stuff, give us a call. 855-935-TALK. 855-935-8255. It's really easy. And we'll try and help as best we can. And it's it's just um, it's really a lot more sensible and straightforward than you'd imagine. And really, the number one thing we do tend to save and invest for, for most of us, is or darn well better be retirement, Tom. You can't borrow for it. There's no scholarship for it. So, yeah, you better be. I can't get a retirement scholarship? <laughs> I'm waiting to apply. Send me the notes. Yeah, I, so you need to Yeah, you need to do a little planning. Um, and interestingly enough, very few people believe that they've done planning very well. Uh, 18% of workers and 27% of retirees feel confident that they will have enough money to live comfortably throughout retirement. So one out That's of not very only many. one out of four that are already retired think they're going to have the, which is pretty awful when you think about yeah. it. That's very unhappy it's number. Depressing. It it sort of makes retirement look like something to dread, and not enjoy. In some ways, it can be without proper preparation. Uh, so this comes from an article from our friends at Kiplinger Personal Finance. Five things I wish I'd known before I retired. They ask people, what are the five that what are the five things you wish you knew before you retired? Now, this is from Kiplinger, not us. Yeah. OK, and so because I, I love the first one. Yeah. But remember, it's not from us. This is from Kiplinger's. They they are a money newsletter magazine thingy online and in print, I think. Still. I don't know that they're printing anymore, but that'd be really? an interesting I thing to no find idea. out. They have other <laughs> newsletters that are related to it that, that I used to read. So the number one, uh, according to their survey, is the value of good, trustworthy financial advice. Mm, that's a very interesting point. However, it is filled with pitfalls. It really is because they've added the 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 word trustworthy in there, and that's hard. Now, the, in their view, they say the wiser course is hire an independent, fee only financial advisor who offers comprehensive services, including tax and cash flow planning. Now, I would add to that in proper investment management, and I would add to that just to take it a little further: a one hundred percent fee only fiduciary advisor. Period. No, no exceptions. I wouldn't right. hire anybody else. Anybody selling a product, right? But nope, a lot of a lot of fee based advisors hold themselves out to be fiduciaries, which is the problem. It and really is because fiduciary is the hot word for people in the financial sales business. They all want to be known as fiduciaries, and they they're not. And I can remember the day that that wasn't the hot word and has become the word. Um, I would also add that they use as an academic 
not Wall Street approach. In other words, they don't use the latest and greatest thing that comes from Wall Street, which apparently is not going to be this new exchange traded fund with the spot Bitcoin price, but they oh, trust academic they work. Down. I don't know. We'll find out very soon. But uses academic work, disinterested academics who write white papers that are reviewed by their peers, get in debate about what works, what hasn't. And look at the numbers going back now almost 100 years. Here's another one I would add that I think makes sense. Charge 1% a year or less on the assets they manage for you. I don't think you should yeah. pay more than one. Yeah, I mean, we hear from a lot of people who have talked to fee-only advisors who charge one and a half, one and three quarters, two percent. We just talked to somebody who charges two, and then on top of that, they charge for the management of the fixed income portfolio, or they're buying and selling bonds because they know how to do it better than other people, rather than just owning a bond fund. I mean, we don't know what the perfect number is for any individual or the perfect way of paying, but. Generally speaking, if you can get the advice for a little less and it's comparable advice, you should get it for a little less. In, indeed, that's true. On number two, they say you don't need a big income to start saving and investing. Here, here on that one. We'll talk about that when we come back. Well, yeah, that's uh, huge. You can save and invest with any income. It's all about changing your lifestyle to compensate for what you put away and should be putting away because the earlier you do it, the less you have to do it in the future. 855-935-TALK. Give us a call. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you suffer from hodgepodgeitis? I'm Don McDonald, and hodgepodgeitis is a disease of your investment portfolio whose symptoms include lots of stocks, loads of random loaded mutual funds, and maybe an annuity or two. Most who suffer from hodgepodgeitis dread opening their quarterly portfolio statements. They feel lost and confused. Investing seems overwhelming and the financial future uncertain. If you believe you suffer from hodgepodgeitis, see a 100% fiduciary investment advisor immediately. A proper diagnosis is the first step to creating a portfolio with a purpose based on a personal plan. Start on the road to recovery now by scheduling a free meeting with an Appella advisor at TalkingRealMoney.com. There is no cost, obligation, or high-pressure sales pitch. Take the first step at TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. Hodgepodgeitis is not a real disease, but treating it has been shown to improve mood, reduce fear, and even lead to a brighter financial future. Results may vary. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. You know, uh, occasionally we run commercials uh, that tell you what not to buy. So just the, they forgot to put the don't buy this at the end of it or at the beginning. <laughs> when we're on the radio, sometimes spots play from the network. <laughs> <laughs> They're not supposed to be here. Anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking Real Money, the place where we hate indexed annuities. 855-935-TALK is our phone number, 855-935-8255. Please call because we want to help you manage your money better and enjoy a better retirement. And Kiplinger's has published an interesting list of five of the biggest mistakes that retirees have made. Not getting good advice from a fee-only fiduciary, 100% fiduciary. Thinking that they they don't have, a, that they didn't when they were younger have enough money to save for retirement. You should start early. And Tom, 
What else do we have? Well, they, they also say not understanding some of the, you know, the catch up, for example, because over the age of 50 now, uh, you can save $8,000 in an IRA or $8,000 in a Roth IRA. You can save $30,500 in a 401k, 403b, an employer sponsored plan. And you need to know those things. You need to do just those savings as you can, right? I mean, because if you can oh. max that out, you should be doing that. Oh, you mean catch up. Oh, I thought you were talking oh, about my like, catch up savings plan. I where I got pour it on the hamburger. From, from Chick-fil-A and McDonald's. Ah, you know, that catch stock up. up on, that's my catch up plan. I'm saving well, that, money by catching up. Or catch you're up. saving catch up in case you need it later, because that could be an important vegetable oh. to you at some point. <laughs> exactly. um, you never know. Uh which I, I find that fascinating that, that people don't and, and they don't know the rules. I get it. And they change. I mean, people always ask me, what's the number? I'm like, I got to look that up because they, they doggone yeah. it. They thank you. They Congress. change those all the time. Yeah. Why do they do that? So that's an important one. So that's um, that's three. Now, here's one that you're going to love. Here's me? one you're just going to. Yeah, you're going to really enjoy this. I love this. Go ahead. Uh, that there really is a right amount of insurance coverage. Oh, I love this one. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I just got I just got done canceling my water heater insurance that I'd forgotten I had. On you had that Duke wacky bill. Yeah. something a month, whatever, to yeah, in case you ever need a new one. A month, and and after twenty years, I finally needed it, and I looked back and I went, "Oh my gosh, look how much I've spent on this water heater." I didn't get I did not. It was not a good deal for me. So no. yeah, I am not a believer in in having tons of insurance. Well, and here I was just looking at my my auto policy and and changing the deductible. Here they're talking really about um, (laughs) you're going to like this even more life insurance. Um, They're also talking about insurance, death insurance. They're also talking about. And here's a quote. The biggest mistake you can make is letting the fear of insufficient retirement savings drive a decision to buy an annuity that's complex and not truly appropriate. Boy, have we ever seen that? like an indexed annuity. Those kind of products, yes. Yeah, those. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and that's and it's a fear sell. Insurance is always a fear sell. It's not a greed sell in most cases, unless you're thinking about murdering your spouse or something. Then it may be a greed product. But most of the time, it's a fear product. This is not that kind of show, by the way. Um, hey, murder <laughs> podcasts do very well. They do well. True crime is a big, big, big category. Can you good predictive true crime would be yeah like that's going to happen the next crime, week before yeah. the crime happened that would be i'd tune into that that would be I big would and too. by the way for those of you buying inappropriate annuities there are a lot of you i mean you should feel some comfort because 360 billion dollars worth of annuities were sold in 2023 with a b 855-935-TALK is our phone number 855-935-8255 and mike you are up thanks for calling you bet. Uh, good morning or good afternoon, Tom and Don. Hey, um, Hi, Mike. I was listening to you guys three or four weeks ago, and I'm following Tom's advice. Uh, he was so excited about the cardboard indicator that I liquidated my ultimate buy and hold, and, and I bought 40% international paper because I thought that sounded international. You remember the cardboard indicator? <laughs> oh so God! Just, this okay, Mike. Right now, I just did you say, find the futures contract? You, you just finished my career, probably. So thanks a lot, because they're going to hear this at HQ and say, "What? What was he talking about?" So thank you for that. Yeah, I really appreciate it. Yeah. 
So now I'm wondering, you know, what domestic paper company you recommend for the 60%, like Boise Cascade or Scott Paper, what have you. Warehouser. Yeah, they're still publicly <laughs> traded. I don't know if they're making paper anymore because they yeah. got into other stuff. But uh, I don't know. I know. All right. That, thank you, Mike, for, for raising that. Yes, for those of you who didn't, didn't know, it was three or four weeks ago, and the cost I'll of corrugated <laughs> went way up. And so there were people that said, hey, the future looks great because that's often a leading indicator because people are going to need more cardboard, I guess, to send stuff via Amazon, I suppose. I don't know, but something like that. If cardboard keeps going up, um, Mike, you're going to look really good. You're a smart guy. Yeah. I agree. I I think so. Anyway, I do have have a couple questions for you. Yeah, get out of the cardboard. My 401k at work. There you go. My 401k at work. Switched over from principal to fidelity first of the year, and I was all excited thinking Hooray. I'd get a bunch of cheap fidelity funds, but they don't have any fidelity funds in there whatsoever. What they do have is some Northern Trust uh, funds. One of them is an ACWIXUS, which seems to follow the MSCI ACWI uh, X index. Um, uh, it's only got, I mean, it's like seven basis points, so it's really cheap for an international fund. I was just wondering if you knew anything about Northern Trust or this index. Yeah, I do know Northern Trust. They, secondly, do, they, they do um, offer a lot of uh, portfolios. What is the, what's the exact name of the investment? So it's called Northern Trust ACWIXUS. Mm-hmm. XUS, and, it, and that's an index fund. It, okay. Right. Supposedly it follows the MSCI ACWI XUS index, which yep. I don't know what that means. I don't know if that's a good index or not. Yes, you should know what that means, by the way. It's important. Don, you want to tell him what, what, tell him what he won? He won the, uh, the global market. Yeah. XUS, though. So you don't hold the United that's States you, there. The, yeah, yeah. That, I'm sorry. That's the international. That's the entirety of the large and, and mid cap, the bigger companies in both the, the the bigger countries and emerging markets so developed and undeveloped underdeveloped much all of the the bigger companies in the world except for the United States that's a good fund i mean again you'd fund. want to balance that out if you could by international small small value those things but that is a pretty good fund and for 0.07 that's pretty inexpensive yeah and there's no commission yeah so this is a this is a good product they're offering you a very good product Okay, and then they had the Northern Trust uh, Aggregate Bond, which is following the BBG U.S. Aggregate Bond Index. It only had it's like two point six basis points, and uh, it looks wait, like wait, it's oh, intermediate. Wait, two point six. Wait, oh, two, oh zero, two basis points. Two, zero, 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 two. Two, two, okay, six. yeah, yeah. That yeah, is zero, just zero, basically two. the entire U.S. high grade bond market. Let's give you a slice of it. You're going to get some uh, some treasure. You're going to get some uh, corporate. You're going to get maybe some mortgage back stuff. It's a slice of all those bonds. Sure, that that's a good fund too. And again, at a very reasonable cost. Okay. Um, well, I'll look at those two then. To put yeah, my, but fine. Make sure you've got a those. U.S. Make sure you've got a U.S. in there. Uh, and I'm sure that they have an AC. WI with the U.S. and you can just YMCA? probably do that whole thing or just find the U.S. But otherwise, these funds sound awesome. Thanks for the call. Tom and Don are talking real money.
your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Our number again, 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. I'm Don. That's Tom talking real money with you. And we want to, we want to help you get those um, real money issues solved and answer your questions and help guide you to a better, simpler, saner retirement. And today we're looking at a few of the mistakes that retirees believe they made when it came to planning for retirement. We have not hiring a 100% fiduciary fee-only advisor. We have uh, not saving enough when you're, when you're younger and thinking you can't afford it. Uh, we have, what was the third one? Well, not not knowing that you can, over the age of 50, you can oh, save more. The, you, you, the catch-up. I should have yep. remembered that one because I have my catch-up plan. Uh, <laughs> and uh, fourth... Not knowing the co- sort of correct amount of insurance you should have. We didn't oh, yeah, really insurance. finish that either, by the way. We kind of oh, touched on it. But... Yeah, let's touch well, on it. Well, life insurance. This is, I think I see this often. People come in and they have half a million dollars life insurance. They're already retired and they have significant assets. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, why are you why? paying so much for life insurance? Um, then I don't think it makes sense. I'm even close to getting rid of all mine and I still have a 15 year old daughter, but that's a whole other part of the equation so yeah but see even you okay i'm gonna give you a little advice here tom please um if you died tomorrow would your daughter be able to live comfortably off of your assets i think that's a reasonable question the answer is probably yes but i couldn't say she has a good amount of money saved up for her education so that would be paid for a lot of really great i don't really think about this much don is this something i should be considering i don't know um at your age yeah, I think you should. My age is about to advance by another year here in a couple I, I weeks. I know, it's really too. soon. Ah. You're gonna, this is, <laughs> wait a minute. Oh, no, this isn't, you never catch up with me. You're always no. a year behind. Yeah, At least, maybe least more. Yeah. So uh, then you're saying, and, and you're saying something that I firmly believe, that it's death insurance. You only want to insure against somebody who, not being able to live after your death. Not to be able to, you know, to support themselves. After that point, it serves no useful purpose except somebody winning the death lottery on you. Oh, oh, he died. I get a bunch of money. Yay. Yeah, I, I, I concur. And again, the other one they mentioned, too, which I think is reasonable, is people feel like they're under save for retirement. So I'm going to go out and buy the aforementioned annuity that is going to take care of me. And oftentimes those are bad decisions as well. Um but number five, I mean, this is kind of an interesting one. These are the uh, the things people wish they had done prior to retirement. The importance of having your affairs in order at all ages, uh, which I find fascinating because this Ooh, came okay. up with a I young couple. On this one. Yeah, I just chatted with the other day. They have a new child, and they were saying, "Well, what estate things we do?" Well, you know, you should have your health care directive really in place from the time you're like 15, right? That's a no-brainer. Um, right. I mean, that's an easy one. How do you know what your health care directive is at 15, though? I don't know. Really? It's it's hard. By the time you're 66, I think you should. And I really need to get busy on that. I've thought I, I, you know, I, you hate to face your mortality. Indeed you do. Yeah, I do. But this is a good one. Estate planning is really crucial, especially I'd say over the age of 60. Absolutely. You have to have it Yeah, because you don't know what could happen. I am a bad example. I am. We're not supposed to use bad, so I'm not going to join you in that. Where do you get these rules? 
honest to goodness, you know, you're a baby boomer acting like the greatest generation. That's a bad word. Don't say stupid. That's a bad word. Don't say bad. That's a bad. Well, what kind of word is it then? Is it you know an actually appropriate word? Looking at the track record, I think I'd rather join the greatest generation. Well, is that yeah, okay? But, Can I but move then into you that have one? Have to be close to dead, sir. Or yeah, like closer. Really, already really pushing up yeah, daisies. Close. Yeah. Your dad was a was a was an exemplar greatest generation guy. Thank you. Yes, he is that's no true. With us, gone almost twenty years now. So yes, yeah, that's so true. So that would be you. So, so okay, yeah, you can say bad, but it's negative. I, I'm, we know your guiding word for the year is no. My guiding right. word for the year is and optimism. It's so, funny. so. We, we did. We we he Tom comes he comes because you're right. You're right. It does not make sense to do New Year's resolutions. What you should do instead is have a guiding word for the year. What is your guiding word going to be? And I said, you you want to know my guiding word? Yeah. What is your guiding word going to be? I said. No, that and will be the, my guiding word. And, and you've lived up to stuff, it. You've no. lived up to it so far. And by the way, I asked it at the all staff meeting recently and young, some young buck, some smarty pants said, your your guiding word, Tom, retirement. So there you go. <laughs> How appropriate that that's what we talk about a lot and even have an event named after it, sort of. 855-935-TALK is the phone number here. Call us. We've got phone lines open for your burning financial questions. Tom and Don are talking real money. Reality radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Why, looky there. Phone lines are wide open for you here at Talking Real Money. 855-935-8255. 855-935-TALK. Don McDonald here. I'm in Florida. Tom Cock over there. He's in Bellevue, where there may be some snow coming soon. You know, it, talk about predictions, how tough it is. <laughs> you get one place that says, well, you might get a little snow, and then you get another place like on your phone. It looks like the world's coming to an end. I mean, it's going to be really cold, really snowy. Eh, so who knows? Well, we'll your see. phone, you know, your phone is small-minded. It doesn't have a broader <laughs> size. The big reach there. Okay, broader so scope. I, I'm going to go with the barely maybe snow instead of the, you know, That's certain. the uh, typical thing because, remember, some members of the media like to scare you to get you to do things. Ah, there you ah. go. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Ah, Thank you, you for that. We have, it here in, we have it here in Central Florida. It's called the Tom Terry effect. Tom Terry is a weatherman who's been here forever on, one, on the ABC affiliate. And whenever there is even a gust of wind <laughs> out in the Gulf, or the we're watching a gust of wind that could develop into a major storm. Could, probably won't, but keep an eye on your TV because it could. And I want to tell you all about it because, and he never leaves the station when there's a hurricane anywhere nearby. I, I swear the there man doesn't sleep. In the bunker? He's robotic. He stays oh, right there. Okay. It's like 24 right. hours. I'm Tom Terry at 3 a.m. and I'm still excited. I'm so excited. I'm so wired. Anyway. The Tom Terry effect. Uh, speaking of, uh, of of trying to do things and predict things, um, we at, here at Talking Real Money are huge fans of international investing. We believe you should have a portfolio that includes stocks from companies around the globe. And that is because despite the fact that we think we're the best market in the world, we rarely are. 
Yeah, pretty fascinating. Um, and last year, where the S and P five hundred was up almost, I think around twenty five percent, a great year. You don't hear much about the rest of the world, which you probably should because. <laughs> Let me run through the numbers for you. This is again fascinating. Um, the top performing country market, in the world, yes. in the world last yes. year, yes. you would never have thought because I think they devalued the peso, uh, was Argentina up 81%. Yeah, but you know, they probably had a long way to go. I, I mean, <laughs> their markets That's, were probably so depressed that an, a, just a little blip will be 81%. By the way, that's denominated in U.S. dollars. If you did it with the local currency, up 726%. Ooh, we're so, making money. All right. The thing is, though, is yeah. I looked at the both the DFA and the Vanguard Emerging Markets Funds. Yep. Neither of them have Argentina. I was kind of wondering. Yeah, so it's sad to say we missed out. between a frontier market and an emerging. It's just barely an emerging market. And uh, they just didn't make it into the portfolio. They didn't. How make about Cyprus? Oh, you're going to make me look. For no, you don't have to look them all up because I just want to go through this list before you get to the Cyprus. United States. So these these countries did better than the United States in 2023. Argentina, Cyprus, Poland, Sri Lanka, Hungary, Greece, Egypt, Romania, Kazakhstan. You knew about what was happening in Kazakhstan. So that was easy. You're all over that. Mexico, Ireland, Italy, Peru, Taiwan, on. Uh, Brazil, Denmark, yeah. Slovenia, yeah. Lithuania, okay. Spain, yeah. India, and then... Wait a minute, wait a minute. Where's the United States? I'm getting to that. And then the great United States of America. So, wow, we're not even close in the top wow. 10. We're way, way, wow. way, way, way down the list. By the way, the worst performing market last year, which I'm pretty sure we don't own either, but I will be visiting in June, is called Kenya. So no, I'm going to shy. I'm going to give him a bad Kenya time. Kenya is definitely a frontier market. I'm going to give him a bad time when I'm there. That Turn your market around, people. Now, <sighs> Worst in, performer. In the, in the Vanguard uh, Emerging Markets Index, which represents the Emerging Markets Index, the index of the yep. Emerging Markets, they are China, India, Taiwan, Brazil, South Africa, Mexico, Thailand, Indonesia, Malaysia, and Turkey. Which had every, which was number one, by the way, in 2022, I believe, Turkey. Every other market is less than 1%, substantially less than 1%. So tiny, tiny, tiny holding. Markets. Yeah. So the bulk uh, is, is in, even then, even if you own emerging, and very few people own emerging markets funds, even then in an emerging markets fund, you're not going to own these little tiny countries. And so very few people great. own value stocks in those. <laughs> oh. I always like to say crummy countries in difficult Cr countries. I mean, yeah, anyway, crummy so, yeah. countries having a bad time. Oh, no, I can't use the word bad. So don't come up. Tom said else, no bad. 855-935-TALK. <laughs> 855-935-8255. Stick around. There's a lot more real money coming. Tom and Don are talking real money. In medicine, a second opinion might save your life. With investing, a second opinion might save your future. The trick is getting one without a high-pressure sales pitch. Well, I'm Don McDonald, and if you've been listening to Talking Real Money, you know that our goal is to help everyone create a brighter future by investing and managing money better. That's why, in addition to helping everyone on our show and podcast, we are also committed to making our 100% fiduciary advisors at Appella available to help everyone make the best financial decisions based on science. 
So if you're being pitched a financial product or a system, make sure you get a second opinion with no cost, no obligation, and no annoying sales pitch by going to TalkingRealMoney.com or call 800-386-3004. That's 800-386-3004 or TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. Yeah, there's not a lot of stuff that's being discussed on the radio or podcast that is more important than the topic at hand. Now, they may be more entertaining, but not more important. Well, we'll have to work on that then. We'll work uh, on in the 2024. Part, but we got right. the important down. That is what sets this program apart. Not only is the topic crucial to your future, but the content, whether you like it or not, <laughs> you liking it is does not make it good. Uh, are you disliking it doesn't make it bad. Uh, it, it's really designed to, to be in your best interest. Well, and I think it's brutally honest i mean we don't we don't yeah. we don't make this gentle for you if it's which, you're making a bad decision because which, that you which means, don't want to do which, it which means we get terrible reviews from the cryptoholics yes always and the insurance people of course and the insurance people. and hate, the stock brokers don't like they us. hate me more than you you always come across sounding nicer than i do well for some I, reason i think anyone listening closely to the show can make their own judgment on that but okay well, yeah, oh, I mean, it's obvious. <laughs> I see. Uh, well, your I mean, guiding you, word you for the year is so no. Funny. Yeah, it's Come so on. funny, though. You sit back there and you go, I know you're, I can see your brain moving. It's going like, oh, it's stupid stuff. Thank God Don is going to say it's stupid. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God throw it Don to him. is going to say what I was thinking. Without him, this would be a milk toast podcast show. Probably true, by the way. So yeah, <laughs> because okay. you're you're uh, you're too nice. I'm a middle child. What can that you say? That would be like my wife being on the show. Yeah, right, she right, would. Yeah. She would be even nicer than. Oh, well, yeah. she is no. nicer than I she am. She would so, cut yes. everybody a lot of slack. Indeed, she well, would. If you believe it to be that way, then of course it might just be. Thank Couldn't you. agree she more. Can't hear me. Eight five five nine three five talk. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Sorry, Tom. We had a caller, and he went away. Well, we were talking I a little lied. bit about how to invest globally, because this is a part that m most people overlook. Most people just they really only own the S and P five hundred. They don't most. want to own international yeah. stocks. It's it makes you unpatriotic for some, and reason. it makes you feel insecure. Like I'm investing in countries. You know, we mentioned a few that are like, oh, what's going on there? I don't want to put my money there. Um, so they, they don't trust it. And so, again, this is why I think when you're investing, you need to find organizations that are trustworthy that, that you should believe. And so, for example, one of them is you mentioned dimensional funds. Mm -hmm. They're very careful. They don't, they didn't rush into China, for example. It took many, many years before they, finally invested in China because they didn't trust property rights and other things. Right. They have rules about, about property rights and political s stability and that kind of stuff that, that cause their fund to deviate from the index a bit. Yeah, exactly. So there, so you're, But you still should be invested globally. You should still hold 
I guess today you'd, you'd have 60% of your money in the United States, 40% elsewhere, because that's kind of what it is in terms mm-hmm. of the value of those companies. Uh, co- yeah, companies. Um, and here's the other part that you get. As we just pointed out, you not everything goes up and down together, right? I mean, don't put it all in Kenya because it was down almost 50% last year. And don't put it all in Argentina because it was up 81 But balance those things out. And again, balancing, we know over the long haul, reduces the the bounciness of your portfolio. You want to smooth things out because the likelihood is you'll stay the course when tough times do come. And see, my argument is you should steer, steer a little closer to 50-50, because the U.S. market has done you, – if you had done 50-50 a while ago, you'd be rebalancing yeah. into those international funds because they haven't done as well. And that is the whole point behind diversification and rebalancing is that it forces you to own things that haven't recently been hot but that have had their days in the sun. How many of you thought Poland would be uh, as high as it was? I'm not, let's forget Argentina. But what I found interesting is that the Avantis Emerging Markets Value Fund happens to have a pretty decent sized position in Poland. Yeah. Uh, because uh, it's really. undervalued, and that's what the market was saying basically when it did well. Must so, have helped last year being up yeah, 50%. You want. To own the things that don't feel good, as well as those that do. It's uncomfortable. I do want to point something out here because this came up recently, and we're not going to overplay it. But when we mention these fund families, Avantis uh, investors, uh, dimensional Vanguard, funds, Vanguard, Fidelity. we get nothing. We get nothing from them. We're not. We're not being paid by any of those. We looked at the marketplace, decided on which ones we think are best. You may call and say, I got a better one. And we're going to say, you know, we'll look into it. But we trust those fund families because they've been doing what they've been doing for a long enough period. It's based on academic work. And we think they charge you fairly. I'll put it that way. And that advice comes courtesy of the Gettysburg Address, ladies and gentlemen. Four score and seven years ago, someone in Gettysburg told us to mention that we don't get a kickback. We don't get any kickbacks. So, no, we don't get any kind of kickback and we really try to avoid anything that even resembles a conflict of interest which is why we tell you that we are employed by an an advisory firm uh, an investment advisory firm however it's a 100% fiduciary uh, fee only firm they don't sell products on commission we don't, do we? No, we don't. I didn't think we did. Um, so, you know, we are. But give, have you noticed something? We try not to tell you to become a client. No. We, I mean, we, and, and, because many of you don't fact, need the us. Yeah. We, didn't, we give you, here's, here's your issue, here's your problem, here's how to go fix it on the show, other places than that, of course. Well, we're so nuts that we just, we even give you free, like, advisor advice. And I'm, I guarantee you. That no one does it to the extent we do it. No. I'm sure some other, they offer free consultations, but when you, well, I can't guarantee it, but I'm sorry, compliance. I, I don't guarantee it. Yeah, no guarantees. I, 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 I'm pretty confident. There. Is that better? <laughs> yeah, I feel all good all over now that you took away the guarantee. So I, it'll I be okay. I, I have yeah. no guarantees right. for you. I'm so sorry. So anyway, we want you to have a portfolio. If you have the, 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 if you really want to get the right portfolio, here's what it should be. It should be U.S. 
large cap stocks to some extent. You're going to get those no matter what you do. It should be U.S. small cap stocks. It should be U.S. value stocks, both large and small. It should have international large, international small, international large value, international small value. It should have emerging markets. What about REITs? And a little teeny, teeny, teeny smidgen of real, real, estate, these, real estate investment trusts. Yeah, and these are these are indexes, not real estate investment yeah. trusts that are, you know, non-traded. Non-actively yeah. managed, yeah. non-traded, yeah. Exactly. Publicly accessible. Hey, that was pretty massively good. Massively diversified. I didn't know you knew all that. Good for you. That was good. What do you mean? You didn't know how many That's classes impressive. have I done on this? I, but it ha- it's been a while. You know, you've been kind of locked up I, in your little booth behind kinda, there, so I didn't know. Remember, I mean, it's okay. pretty basic stuff. Good. Well, then I forgot. I wasn't done yet. Oh, bonds. what else are we throwing US in there? Oh, bonds. Diversified bonds. Okay, and by Even the way, better, well, yes. Well, I was just going to say, in today's world, that portfolio you mentioned—the first part, the stock portfolio—yeah, there are funds that hold all of that in one place now. Right, but but you got to do it. You got to make sure you have that value tilt and the small tilt, which is Avantis and dimensional. Because Vanguard doesn't do that. If you want a value in small tilt, you have to create it on your own. So, and again, we don't get compensated by those guys. 855 935 Talk is our phone number 855 935 8255. Tom and Don are talking real money. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Ladies and gentlemen, sneaking in just under the wire before the end of the program is Bruce. Hey, Bruce, welcome to Talking Real Money. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, thanks, Bruce. I figure you let me sneak in because Tom's in Washington, too, so we Washington people have to stick together. Yeah, you guys do. Go ahead, man. snow's coming. What's up? (laughs) Quick question. So I've, I've simplified a lot of my investments based on great advice from you guys, which I sincerely appreciate. And I just had a question on bonds. And I know there's probably a hypothetical, but given what the rates are now on bonds and potentially that the Fed might be reducing rates, which might impact bond rates, does it make sense to buy or invest in individual bonds that have you know, I'm trying to think about what the returns might be right now, maybe somewhere between 4 and 5% that lock in for several years. Or my initial thinking was going with, you know, a total bond portfolio kind of thing. But I'm just thinking about if owning individual bonds might lock in those rates for a longer period of time. Yeah, they might. I mean, it's it, that there's two parts. To me, it's all the work. I own bond funds because I don't want to sit around and deal with it every day. Uh, part yeah. two is we while we can sit here and say because what the Fed's going to do with rates, we really don't know what they're going to do. They might do something in right. 2024, 2025. In fact, I just read the other day that, that the experts still think that mortgage rates will be in the sixes two years from now. So that doesn't sound like a whole lot of change in the bond market. So I would, again, for ease of use, for really, really simple taking care of your money, I'm a bond fund fan. I, you know, Don and I have had this discussion many times. I just think it's, and Vanguard does it pretty well. It's hard to argue with them. Yeah. And if I was going to do it, I would not go out very long because there's a lot of risk in going long. If I was going to do a bond portfolio, I would make sure that I did something like governments probably, and I would ladder them. 
maybe out to a maximum of 10 years. But I would ladder them. But that, again, as Tom said, that's a lot of work. And a bond fund is going to have, like BND, is going to have an average maturity across the portfolio of about five or six years, which is going to give you a ton of bonds that are out to seven, eight, nine, and ten years, doing essentially the same thing you do with a ladder. They're just doing it for you. And those are roughly the, the maturities that I was looking at, five, six years, something like that. Kind of a, yeah. You're going to get that with a bond fund with a lot less work. Okay. Well, okay. I like that. I like a lot less work. Me too. I'm a big All fan right. of it. Well, thanks, thanks so much, much for the help, call. Guys. Thanks, As Bruce. Always, I appreciate your we advice. Appreciate it. Thank Bruce, you, you got to come out and see us here on the 24th of February, too, for Retire Me 10. I'll be there. Don promises to be there. Kevin Peterson from uh, Get Everything Medicare, Tina Hall on where you should live, Herb Weissbaum, how to protect yourself, Paul Merriman, coming, our octogenarian speaker, coming back for more. Uh, Beth McDaniel about your estate, Weston Wellington from Dimensional, Rebecca Crichton about what's next. Don's going to do the show live from there. It's all part of a fun and factual day at uh, Maidenbauer Center in Bellevue. Register now because you get two things. You get the early bird ticket pricing and I think the free mug thing's coming to an end like Monday or something. So if you want a free talking real money mug. Monday? I believe it is. Anyway, it's soon. So go to Retire Meet 2 E's. Dot com and sign up right now. It's going to be a great day. Tenth, or, uh, ten years. This thing will never work. I think I already said that, but you keep doing yeah, it. You did ten years. We're still doing ten. it. Maybe this will be the last one. We may never do it again after this. I'm this tired. is it. Okay. No, I don't know. I may do. You're it. untired. All right, go to uh, retiremeet.com. And by the way, you can spell it either way. You realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for informational, educational, and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future, so past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Appella Capital, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. As you keep the lawyers happy.